Space Ace, defender of justice, truth, and the planet Earth. Ace is being attacked by the evil commander Borg. Hold your fire! Who is that creep? Borg. Earthlings must surrender to me. No way, Borg, old buddy. Oh! Ah, I've been hit! By the Infanto Ray. Earthlings must surrender to me. Struggle with Dexter to regain his manhood. Destroy the Infanto Ray. Defeat the evil Borg. Be valiant, space warrior. The fate of Earth is in your hands. And here we go. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 211 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Rosh Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the man, the myth, the legend, Carlos Borgoyo, the man we call Hazelnut, Java Chip. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. It really does. Mr. Les is wondering why Boo only has to say Boo Arguello, and that's it. I think it's Arguello, yeah. not Arguello. <laughs> Even I'm wondering. I, even I'm actually call, wondering. Even I call you Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. But I am wondering why out of all our all the intros, he only says Borgoyo. Because we're related to my brother-in-law. That's right, why. Man. Okay. All right. All That's right. right. The man That's right. we call King Tom, the king of all pods. The man who still has blue hair, Mr. Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? I feel like 210 was just a few minutes ago. Oh my God. It's, there's nothing but, th- dude, this is like an episode of community now. We're like totally self, <laughs> self-referential. It's awesome. Oh yeah. This is great. This is a bottle episode. We're doing a bottle episode. <laughs> <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. Hi, hi. The man. <laughs> so see, Eric has done that for two weeks in a row now because he just kills me in the track. He just wants I, to say Eric Struthers. That's it. He no, wants to no, be like yeah. Uarguello, know, and that's does. it. And he it just w- wants to say and Eric Struthers. And it's worked. <laughs> Mr. Eric Struthers, how you doing, my man? Buddy, I'm great. It's actually pronounced Struthers, but that's cool. <laughs> but I can't call you Struthers when I call him Gonzalez. It'll just be off-brand for me. You know what I mean? I suppose that's true. I suppose that is true. But no, seriously, man, <laughs> things are good, and I'm happy to be here and, uh, you know, bouncing back after last week, but still don't have a full lineup from a band. <laughs> Oh, mm. we'll get there. Eric, I if I stay on furlough to the end of the year, which looks like it's a big possibility. Come on, $400 or $600 match, please. Yeah. I promised myself that I would learn how to play guitar. So I might have to hit you up here and there. Dude, can you take the, the empty spot in my band? Hey. That'd be great. Oh, God, that'd be a dream come true. <laughs> 
I would get on a plane. I'd get on a big jet airliner, if you know <laughs> what I mean, and head down there. Dude, but seriously, if you're interested in playing guitar, man, hit me up. Hit me up. I've had a couple of listeners actually hit, you know, message me uh, on Twitter and said, hey, what about this? And how about this? And oh, see, helping yeah. out with stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. How's everybody doing? Les, Boo, you guys good? Yeah. Great. Yeah, good, good week? Yes. Everybody staying healthy? Trying to. Right. That's all we can do. That's right. That's all we can do. Wear your masks, people. Wear Please. your damn masks. Please do it. Please do it. And I heard, by the way, those neck guard masks, you know, they, all the way up, they the, don't, they the make gators, it worse. The neck gators. Neck yeah. gators. Yeah. They yeah, make really? it worse. Yeah. Not yeah. good. So stay the, away, people. The studies have shown. So my kids went back to school this week. Um, so as of, as of right now, the time you guys are hearing this, they'll have been to school for three days. And it's been a little nerve wracking for us, man, like prepping up for it and all that. But what what I read, and of course, mind you, there's one study and then everybody just reports the same thing. So it's not suddenly it seems like everybody's talking about it. But they, what they found was that it would actually take the material it's made out of would take the large particles and just break them into smaller ones. And wow. they could actually come out of the porous material as opposed to trapping them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. what they're made out of, not the shape. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Because I noticed a lot of baseball players that are playing right now. They mm -hmm. like that whole idea. Of, and yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't go around the ears. Right, it doesn't right. fall off or anything like that. Right. It just sits at your mm -hmm. neck. You pull it up. Yeah, I know. Was it uh, this past weekend? Brittany and I we went to uh, the Disney store. You, know, you have to wait in line. You know, social distancing. Oh, you have to wait in line. Yeah, you have to wait in line. And uh, one of the people in front of us, the dad, he had a neck gator. They wouldn't let him in, ah. so they gave him one of the disposable. Uh, oh, that's uh, nice. Cloth mask. Yeah, or uh, you know, disposable PP, uh, PPE. Just say PP. Yeah, it did. And uh, to walk in, so I was like, oh shit. So that, that's and that was even before the. That hit the news. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, they so had I, their own protocol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you went to downtown Disney in Anaheim. No, no, no. Uh -oh. This is a uh, Disney store in okay. San Diego. Because I heard that one, that's open. Yes. Downtown. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody's healthy. King Tom, you're doing doing well. Yeah. No complaints. Doing great. great. Fantastic. Still, still got the blue hair going. Yes. Yeah. Are you thinking about it, changing to another color? I I have. I tried green. I tried purple, and they're okay. You're, but I like the blue best. So you're pretty much doing the Weezer albums. I see. Pretty much. Totally understandable. Let's give out the shenanigans real quick. Check us out on the Sithless.net where you can listen to the entire Sithless catalog. Also, it's where you can buy Sithless gear, look at some videos and photos, and visit our Pod at Four page where you can listen to great podcasts like Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, The Bad Motivators, Force Toast, Cancel by Dispatch, Star Wars Spelt Out, The Geek Dudes, Pop Culture Hour, Sith Does with Sabres. Just click on them. You'll go to a warm, fuzzy place. Yeah. And we have an amazing artist working on something for us. His name is Chris Hall. If you've seen any of the Bad Motivator stuff, then you know how great he is. Look at his Etsy site. It's unbelievable. He does great work. He's done things for other podcasts that you listen to. If He's you've amazing. seen the Taylor Sith design, Chris mm -hmm. Hall did that. That is a masterpiece. It's a freaking awesome. masterpiece. It's my new phone case, by the way. Oh, cool. And man... It looks so good. A lot, you know, a lot of people have commented on it. I was showing it to all the moms at the kid get together nice. yesterday. Good for yeah. you. They I'm they sure find that very good. endearing. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm just he shipping is, away. He is <laughs> just shipping away. Is that what you said? Shipping away. Just shipping away. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing artist, and I can't wait for everyone to see what he's doing for us. I've seen a mock-up of it. These guys have not because he, he won't let me show mm. you guys what he's doing. But he said it's the most challenging thing he's ever done. 
and he's very excited about it. So I can't wait. Let's get into some box office and streaming news. This looks like we have what we call a LaBeoufissance. Oh, no. (laughs) The Tax Collector, Shia LaBeouf's feature film, is number one on the box office and number one on streaming. I think this is the first time during the pandemic that we've had this. So here's your top five in streaming. The Tax Collector, number one. The King of Staten Island moves back to number two. The Secret Dare to Dream. That's with Katie Holmes and Josh Lucas. Deep Blue Sea 3 at number 4, and Trolls World Tour still in the top 5. So that is your top 5. Again, Capone is out of the streaming top 100, it looks like. Now let's move over to the box office. This is great. Like I said before, the tax collector's number 1 made $309,000. Number 2, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Number three, The Rental. Number four, Jurassic Park. Number five, Inside Out. There's your top five Star Wars back in the fold, still making money. Yeah. Let's get into some Star Wars talk. Time for Eric's Star Wars report. Okay, so Araj sent me some links to these Star Wars tunes done in a medieval style. Okay. And uh, one of them I had heard before. Oh, okay. And here's the thing with stuff like this. They're really neat. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that there's one playing in the background right now as I talk. I just can't hear it right now, but you people will when you get to it. (laughs) Uh, The nice thing about it is it's, it's very well done. Very well crafted. Me... You know, I, this is just a product of the day and age where in my, my patience level for such things is, or my, my, uh, interest levels are, is low. I, within 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Next. And so somebody does all this hard work of recording this six minute thing (laughs) where, um, cause here's what they do. They, it's, it's not really an adaptation uh, or a play on it, they are just replacing all the instrumentation mm-hmm. with medieval style instruments, a lot like what Galactic Empire does. Right. What what works for Galactic Empire is that they completely upend the feel of it by adding like hardcore drumming, and that makes like going the distance with it more tolerable i guess mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. pretty cool man and which one that, of these is your favorite Raj? i like the mando one because it's yeah. new and it's fresh yeah it's really cool well honestly that's that's the one that's closest to the actual Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The only reason I thought this was really cool is because I've been watching Last Kingdom like crazy. I'm really into like medieval shit and Renaissance fair. I'm dressed up as a Renaissance guy, I guess you could say, a medieval person. And every time I wake up, Malik in the morning, I go in there and I go, <laughs> I swear, and I've done this every morning. Lorena hates it. I go, I turn off the sound machine because he has a white noise machine. I go, Malik of Montclair, morning to you. <laughs> and uh, he looks at me like I'm nuts. He gives you the finger. He, it flips me off. He flips me off. Um, yeah, I thought this was uh, the, especially the Amanda one. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. And I, I'm just like you, Eric. I listened to 30 seconds of it and I just moved on. Like, <laughs> There's no other Star Wars things to talk about, so let's do it. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I appreciate you throwing that in there, man. You got it, buddy. 
I don't know if you guys heard, but it looks like we are getting a new Star Wars holiday special. Mm. Yes, but this time it's going to be the Lego Star Wars holiday special on Disney+. Plus. And here's the uh, little uh, synopsis here. It will reunite Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, Rose, and all your favorite droids from R2-D2 to BB-8 for a joyous feast on Life Day. Disney wrote this in a press release, by the way. It is set after Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and follows Rey as she embarks on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. While her friends prepare for Life Day, she ends up encountering Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and others as she tries to make it back in time for Life Day Feast. Make it back in time for the Life Day Feast. In other words, it's just the kind of kitschy plot you need for a Star Wars special. Wow, this is uh, very interesting. And obviously, it's not the first time Disney and Lego have collaborated before. They do it tons of times. They had stuff going on with Disney XD. As you know, Eric loves these things. I do too. The games are great. So this should be very, very interesting. Cannot wait to see this. And it looks like they're going to uh, make a bunch of these. And this one is going to be the first of many. And this is going to push a lot of uh, merchandise, evidently. So uh, Disney Plus, Life Day. Star Wars holiday special coming to you this holiday season. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that Disney shareholder meeting. And I know King Tom was pretty pissed off afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with the content of the meeting, but with the content of some idiots on Twitter. And then also we missed that there's a big movie coming out on Disney Plus, And that was also released during this meeting. So let's, uh, let's get into it. King Tom? We had the Disney investor call recently. And... I, along with a number of other people, were following it and listening to it, occasionally live tweeting it. And at one point, someone, I never heard of this person before, that, but they're a blogger for some entertainment blog. And they had a series of tweets essentially saying, normal fans, normal people should not listen to the investors' calls. Instead, let those people who were paid to follow entertainment listen to these things, and we should pay attention to the stuff that comes out of Comic-Con. Wow. First of all, I don't know where this guy has been (laughs) because there wasn't a Comic-Con this year. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's not a celebration. It was a virtual one that nobody went to. Right. And you know what? I I watched some of the stuff on that. It was entertaining, but no news came out of it. No. No news came out of it. I'm not saying that people have to listen to this, but people should listen to the investors calls. They are, I'm going to be honest with you, they're incredibly boring. Mm Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, you will not hear the news that you want to hear on these things. I think the the biggest nugget we ever got was that the Cassian series was going to happen. And and people say that that was a mistake on Bob Iger's part. He didn't mean to say that. And ever <laughs> since then, people have been tuning into the investors' calls hoping to hear some news. But usually we don't get them. And the other thing is you're spending at least an hour of your time listening to people talk who view the world only through a financial lens. These are people who want to make money. They are greedy capitalists. And I'm willing to bet that none of us here or none of our listeners are to that extent. It's a very different way of looking at life. Those are the negatives about this thing. At the same time, though, the reason to listen, they can be very educational. You know, my background is not in finance or banking or money. But investors' calls can be very educational about how companies, bankers, people who deal with money, how they view property and people about how a company or what a company values and what it doesn't. The shareholders, the people who are behind these things, the companies, they're there to make money and to drive up their company's stock prices. 
And it's the things that that do that are not how you and I would operate a company. A lot of times when a company lets people go, that makes them money. That makes their stock price go up. So you find out about these decisions. And luckily, Disney, over the past few years, you know, yes, they had to let go of people from the Fox acquisition. They've had to let go of people at their parks. But for them, their stock has gone up mostly because they've put out product that people have wanted to see. Yes, I would rather speculate about stuff that comes out at Comic-Con or the news or rumors. But the reason that we are getting news, especially because with a property like Star Wars, the Marvel movies, is because the studio wants to make money off of it. So if someone is telling you not to listen to the investor's call, they just don't want you being as well-rounded as they think they are. That's right. And you might not exactly get news out of it, but you get perspective. You know, people will say Ryan Johnson is getting three more Star Wars movies because he made the best Star Wars movies since Empire Strikes Back. No. The reason he's getting three more Star Wars movies is because, as they've said in investors' calls, he made a Star Wars movie that made more than a billion dollars. It was on time and under budget. Mm. And this is what investors, people who make the money decisions, look for. Right. You know, as, as as I said, when we talked about this, Star Wars is not dead. Disney is going to make less money this final quarter this year than last year because they don't have a Star Wars movie coming out, because they don't have Star Wars product on the shelves. That's the type of stuff you learn about from these investor calls. So don't listen to the jackasses who are going to talk about casting rumors, but don't want you knowing about why things are going on. Right. Not only that, th- these are people that are making the decisions that we are so eager to find out. Mm-hmm. If, you know what I mean? Like, so why wouldn't you want to listen to that aspect of it? Disney lost $5 billion this last year. Right. Uh, that's going to change some of the things that they're going to do, especially in the theatrical s- side of things. But they're going, and if you listen to that call, and I did for the, for about 40, 40 minutes of it, mm-hmm. they're going to push like heavily on the Disney plus stuff. And that pretty much means a lot to all the Star Wars fans and all the Marvel fans out yeah. there. Because that's what they're going to focus on. Yeah. For people that are telling other people not to listen to something because I don't, I don't, even, I don't even understand that. This is the craziest mm-hmm. thing I've ever heard. Listen to whatever the fuck you want to listen to. Right. I don't understand what people fucking think. <sighs> I don't know. And also, I, I do want to say this. Our buddies, Corey and Noah, who have been right about a couple of big scoops and they had the Lando scoop and they had something out there that they said they were going to, we're going to hear some stuff during the shareholders meeting and that didn't pan out. That doesn't mean that what they're doing is completely wrong. It doesn't mean that they were, they fucked up on something. It just means that that news did not come out during this meeting. You know, you win some, you lose some. Start, stop fucking going after people. When I looked at Twitter, it was like people were enjoying the fact that Corey and Noah didn't have a scoop. So I, I just want to say, just chill and relax, yeah. people. Why are people so quick to celebrate a, yeah. a, a swing and a miss. I mean, those dudes right. are just trying their best. It's not like I saw somebody put something on about how they're just chasing, um, I don't know, like popularity or anything. They're just, they're trying to report on what they hear. I, I don't see how that's any different than anything else. I mean, Jesus Christ, why don't you call the weatherman up and say, yeah, listen, right. you glory chasing asshole. Right. You're, you're right 40% of the time. Why do people keep coming back for more? You're like the Mike Zero of weather. And it's just, it's such a shame to celebrate a defeat, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's not yeah. even a defeat, but what is wrong with people? And King Tom, you're so right with the normal people shouldn't listen to the investors call. You gatekeeping 
Piece butthole. Of shit. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, there's just, that makes me so. What does that even mean? Normal people. It's ridiculous. If you're just a fan wanting to know what's getting ready to happen, as opposed to being an actual investor or somebody in the, right. the, yeah. the traditional. We're all investors, man. We're the ones that are going to the film. Yep. So we're I all fucking investors. I was just about investors. to say that. The fact yep. that I put my money into a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to fucking spend 30 bucks to watch Mulan live action. So I'm a fucking investor. Okay. Coming over to your house. Yes, you are. <laughs> in the living room. I'll buy my ticket. <laughs> As you know, Mulan is coming to a home theater near you. What? Yeah. If you have Disney Plus, you only you, this, you can only get this if you have Disney Plus. But it's not like you can watch it if you have Disney Plus. You have to spend thirty bucks, be a subscriber, and then you get to watch Mulan at home, which is cool. It's coming out, and it's going to probably make a grip of money if Trolls has been out there That's what for four say. months and it's <laughs> made a shit ton of money. Mulan's <laughs> going to make a shit ton of money. Good for them. I'm happy to hear that it's coming out. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how much. It's going to be a real test to see how much money this movie makes. Because from here on out, we might see big releases like Tenet. Because I know King Tom's really excited about Tenet. <laughs> Fuck Tenet. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. So we'll see. We'll see how much it makes. And uh, I guess the industry will go from there. He did say that they were going to use this. He didn't come out and say they're going to be doing it again, but he said they're going to look at what Mulan makes, the performance, oh, there you and go. use it to gauge in the future. That's awesome. So an interesting tidbit about that, mm-hmm. yeah, since you well, have to have Disney Plus in order to purchase it, right. they haven't been specifically said all the way. You get multiple access to it. So you might be actually buying the movie on Disney Plus. You might be able to keep it. Not just rent it. Hmm. They haven't. They, they haven't made it completely clear. But it's not like where you own it for twenty four days. You have it for longer than that. But they haven't said if it's permanent. It's like if you buy it on Disney Plus All for right. thirty dollars, you have it. It's yours. You can watch it as many times as you want. They haven't said that yet. But it's more than just a twenty four or forty eight hour rental or oh, or okay. something like that. They haven't. So it's made almost it. like you unlock it. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, so, so people are like, well, it's thirty dollars for twenty four hours or thirty dollars for one viewing. Not necessarily. No, okay. Not necessarily. Yeah. You guys remember when DVDs, I think it was a Blu-rays or DVDs when they came out with the different angles. Remember angle one, oh, angle yeah. two, angle three. I bought a Metallica DVD back in the day and you can press different angles on your oh, DVD yeah, player yeah, yeah. and the camera would be just focused on like Kirk Hammett, the entire show. Mm-hmm. And movies had that. Do you guys remember that? Or am I? They, yeah. they thought it was yeah. going to be a lot bigger for movies, but yeah, it never really took off. So I wonder if they bring that back now. They're not going to. I don't think so. I'm just wondering. And people who are kind of against it or something like that, you know, the you have to have Disney Plus and then you also have to have this. I see it as almost you don't have to have HBO in order to watch boxing fights, you yeah. know, you know, but it makes it easier. It makes it almost like a smoother transition. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's already on this channel. And yeah. then you just buy the fight and you, it's just a smoother transition, just easier thing like that. So yeah. I, I see it as buying, mm-hmm. you know, a. Uh, you know, the next boxing match on, on HBO or Showtime or, UFC or whatever. Or something UFC, like that. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You have it on the UFC channel. This might or, be the wave of the future. Yeah. We just don't know. I mean, I could see them going to certain tier levels of movies at that point because mm-hmm. you want to say, okay, gold tier will be theater only and then they have the ability to produce high level content mm-hmm. and have it mm-hmm. as the like silver tier and those movies could be there. So, I mean, maybe they start redoing. Oh, for an actor and a director. Shit, we didn't make fucking silver tier. I mean, they're still. We're uh, fucking bronze. <laughs> God damn it, one day. Yeah, but it's Disney. So, I mean, it's all good. what Disney is showing is that if they really want to, they can dominate the stream game by making a great movie and, you know, mm-hmm. or at least 
supposedly a great movie. It looks cool. All the trailers it looks, it really, looks cool. really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be able to get that at home as like the silver tier and, you know, it should be a good idea. Yeah. And 30 think, bucks, man. Everybody will spend 30 bucks on a movie theater. I think the concern is that if they open the door and do this, then people, some people say, well, what's to stop them from charging $5 an episode per, for the Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, you know, you get it earlier. Suck. And I don't see that happening because the cost of the production of the Mandalorian is factored into the subscriber cost for Disney+. Plus. Same as with all their other shows. With these big movies like Mulan, those were designed mm-hmm. to be theatrical release. And they're not getting that. So they're not going to have the box office. So they are using, you know, the $30 fee or whatever it is for any future movies. They're using this to make that up, to pay for the movie that way. And I I don't, I don't see them doing the same thing with TV series. No. King Tom, I left the shareholders meeting like 40 minutes in, like I said, anything about Hamilton (laughs) 2? No, they, they are not going to do Hamilton 2 electric boogaloo. No news on that. (laughs) <laughs> so let me ask you guys this while we're talking about this whole thing with Mulan what circumstance for what do you see as the best way to do this like at what level would you tolerate where's the cutoff you know listen I, because I agree this movie was made to be it was high budget it was intended to be in the theater it was intended to you know it needs to make a certain amount of money to be a viable product you're not just going to put it on the five six dollar a month streaming service and hope it all works out that's that's not realistic but like what could they do to get you to consistently pay 30 bucks a shot for for something or god forbid even like 30 bucks a month but you're getting boom these theatrical level releases all year round is that something you would consider? That's a great well, question. And that's what I meant by like having that's like here. the tier system you know right. like their other movies on the gold tier would be going these are exclusively going to theaters. Wow. You have to experience it there. So, but this level. So let me get you straight, right. Eric. Yeah. And, and, and less. So I'm paying $6 a month, let's just say for Disney Plus. If I pay $36 a month, not only do I get what I get with Disney Plus, but I get everything that's out in the movie theaters as well. No. And then if they make a very awesome Punisher movie, that's a two hour movie that they don't want to show in the theaters because let's of the gun violence. Let's just not even say that. No, let's, let's not even say that. Let's just say I pay 36 a month. $36 a month and I get all the Disney films that are in the theaters and that are coming out in the theaters. I get this, the Lucasfilm the, the movies as well and the Pixar movies as well. Can I go to a movie theater and watch it there with that same 36 You can. So, yes. so, so I, I have a virtual ticket you have a virtual, to go to a movie oh, theater. That's the, oh, if, that's kind of cool. If I was able to do that, if I was able to do both, if I could watch it in the theater with a virtual ticket as well, make, make a reservation and all that, I'm not going to take a ticket away from somebody who bought it there. I'm not going to be a dick. Yeah. But you have to make a reservation and go see it. But I could also see it in my home after yeah, that. Yeah. I'm fucking sold. You have How about if you don't money. get the ticket? You don't get the ticket to the theater. No, I'm out. You're out. Yeah, well, no, because $36 a fucking month. Uh, do I get to see it the same? Yes. At, what is it? What, what's the first the same show? Day, Six o'clock or seven o'clock that, the, Endgame, that Thursday? Endgame comes out. Uh-huh. It, it's out exactly when Endgame comes out in the theater. It's out on your silver. I can watch it simultaneously. I got yes. a buddy in the theater. Yes. He's watching watch it on it your phone. It's six o'clock. Yes. And then I'm watching it also in my home. Yes. It'd be really, really weird. Oh. But, but yeah. Yes or no? Yikes. Eric, how about you? Everything that Disney produces? Everything that Disney produces. Including Fox. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Well, for me, this would be a thing I would consider if Star Wars movies were coming out like crazy. Or mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. you know, the MCU was still cranking, cranking out Ant-Man's right. and 
and Captain America's and all that right this second? Probably not. But yeah, right, right, right. if the if the if the content's there, man, because here's the deal. Would I want to see Star Wars for the first time on my TV as opposed to a movie theater? The answer is no. However, <laughs> no. I would go see it a ton more times or I would watch it pay to watch it several more times than I did. Like with the rise of Skywalker, that was the least I went to see any of the new star Wars movies. And it was because of how inconvenient it was with everything I had going on. But if Mm -hmm. I could have dropped 10 bucks to watch it at home on a Friday night after my kids went to bed, instead of driving the 30 minutes and slogging through, you know, 30 minutes of previews and all that, And I could have done it in my house. (laughs) I settled down. I totally would do that. You you know, so I don't see where that's that wouldn't have necessarily taken away money from a theater by me doing this at home. I realize for some people it would. But in situations like that, even with movies, I would go see in the theater. I would pay to watch them at home Mm -hmm. immediately after that. It would really cripple the theaters, though, Eric, if you're not going back. Like, you probably do it smart and you don't go buy popcorn and drinks every single time you go. Right. Right. But movie like Star Wars or movie like The Endgame, you're going three or four times in the theater minimum, right? Like, I saw Endgame three, mm-hmm. three I think three times in the theater. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back the next two. Th- I mean, I wouldn't go three times. I'd go once and then see it at home. So the movie theaters would really take a hit on the repeat customers. That, that opening right. weekend is it. Yeah. That opening something, weekend is it, yeah. That, that 300 something like that. Million. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that would be totally transformational. And it would, I think that something like that they would only go to if COVID really, really fucked things up. Right, 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 right. And hopefully knock on what it does. That would be the, right. the last ditch effort, kind of like a uh, lifeline, right? if you will. I could see them going this route if people don't bounce back and start going to the theater like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also. Yeah. It's like, let's say everything's wide open. But people are like, man, you know what? I was pretty cool waiting at home for this stuff to come out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't feel the urge to have to go watch it right now. I'll wait. That's when they're going to be like, okay, we got to capitalize on this. And it sucks for the theaters. You hate to see any businesses um, through no fault of their own not be able to survive this. You yeah. know, commercial real estate is going to be crushed. Mm-hmm. By this, because businesses are finding out that people working from home is maintaining uh, results and that they're not having to, that we don't need this huge office. We don't need this. We don't need that. We've got people who are working from home and we're getting the results that we need. You know, the money's good. I'm paying these people less mm-hmm. and they're happier than ever. I'm going to downsize this office. Overhead is just completely yeah, reduced. And, yeah. and that is going to be a thing. I hate that. But at the same time, it's wh- however, whatever the public ends up doing, businesses have to find a way to work around it. Mm-hmm. And while mm-hmm. like a big, a big studio can't keep a theater open, they can't decide, Hey, AMCs, we're going to, we're going to make sure that you guys are okay by only putting our movies there and we'll all go down the tube together. They're not going to do that. They're going to figure out how to make the situation work for them. Because honestly, man, I do feel like a lot of people are realizing that, you know, yeah, I miss going out and doing things, but man, there are certain elements of this that made me realize like what is more important or what I'd rather do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like, well, here's an example. And I know this is dumb, but the, the Taco Bell 
the best Taco Bell in America that I go to uh, every Tuesday. They told me that they're, they had been busier doing more money since it went to drive through only wow. than they did wow. when their dining room was open. Now they have like you, you're, they can't have seating inside because the way it's arranged, they can't maintain distance, mm-hmm. but right. Same thing you, you, you can go in it's and order. You, you can order at the kiosk. Yeah, it's just me. They, they're not allowing me. In. Uh, are you <laughs> kidding me? They would be, Get out of here. They'd be like rolling the red <laughs> carpet out. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Strothers, it's you here. Come on in. Uh, but Please. they let you can go in and order from the kiosk and pick it up and then walk out. But, mm-hmm. you know, then they, they get people piling up in there. But it's because people found out, man, I can go through the drive through I can hit it and get it. And these these businesses like that Taco Bell, for example, their drive through is unbelievably efficient and quick. Mm-hmm. And they've because they've figured out how to capitalize on the situation they're faced with. And that impacts the customers. And at going forward from that, the customers are like, man. I do kind of miss going in there, but dude, I could sit in my car. I could get this thing and I could be doing this and that while I'm on my way. And I think you're going to see a lot of that sort of thing. You're right. Businesses have to adapt. That's just the only way it's going to work. Oh, do you remember me talking about how, you know, just spitballing? What if movie theaters now that like video on demand is such a thing everywhere you go, the content delivery for theaters is all digital anyway. They're not they're not shipping them cases of film reels uh and i said you know what if these theaters to make money they like had their small rooms and they rented them out you know for 250 bucks you can have 20 yeah yeah yeah. i was telling hawes about that and he goes there's a theater near here that does exactly that oh shit that's amazing yeah it's it's gonna happen yeah and he buys it for himself yeah hawes is in there playing his uh last of us too (laughs) yeah and they have a list of of movies you can pick and yeah you you can have like 20 people in there and you go in and you can probably make about all the noise you want. That is rad. Yeah. And that is really that, cool. Because, dude, like if I could get a bunch of people together and go watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure on the big screen, mm-hmm. yeah. that would rule, man. That would be so cool. Well, they do that over here. Well, I'm sure they do it over there, too, for businesses. You can have your meetings and set up PowerPoint yeah. and do all that in theaters mm-hmm. over here in Southern California. So I wonder if you can just rent it out as, as a regular it, Joe, it'd be even more uh, more of a convenience for you to fall asleep in a meeting. <laughs> ah, I hate song, man. One of the greatest intros to any song. <laughs> For all you people that thought Duran Duran didn't play instruments well, just listen to that bass line. I never thought until I saw him live. My ex-wife took me to a show and it was an amazing time. They were so good. It was the original lineup, the whole band, and they kicked ass and took names. I mean, it was a rock show. Eric, what year was that? Because they were my first concert ever. And I saw the original lineup. Do you do you remember what year that was? What tour that was? You know what? I'll look it up. Duran Duran gets they're very. Well, I can't say they were overrated, and I can't say they were underrated because they were huge. They were huge. They were huge <laughs> in the humongous. They, they were like the boy band equivalent to like In Sync and Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, I'm they, talking yeah, about popularity. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they were very very talented musicians. They started off as a new wave band. I always thought they were a new wave band all the way to the end of it. 
They're still playing, by the way. Yes. And there's a great documentary on Showtime about them. It's fantastic if you haven't seen it. I always loved them. They were my first concert ever, and it blew my mind, changed my life. And from there, I wanted to go see all my favorite bands anytime they tour. And I saw Duran Duran. I think I saw them all the way up to when I was in college, and then I fell off the map with their concerts. But always performed well. Great time. John Taylor, their bassist, is known as one of the great bassists in that decade. Huge fan of... Uh, Arcadia or Power Station? Oh, Arcadia. I, I couldn't bang a gong and get it on. Uh, I was not a huge fan of the other Robert John Palmer. Taylor. No, Palmer was cool, but the guitarist, Andy, Andy Taylor. Not a huge fan of Andy Taylor. He's a great guitarist. Just not a huge fan of Andy. I was always a big John fan. But yeah, very much an Arcadia fan. Yeah, that's um, absolutely right. That would have been 2005 when I saw them. Oh, around. 2005. Okay. That's when the original lineup came back together. That was when Roger Taylor, the drummer, because Roger Taylor left after their biggest album because he was having like a breakdown. So mm -hmm. he left the band and then you didn't hear from him for, for a decade pretty much. So he came back and the, and everybody, they did a reunion album. That's right. That's so cool. I went to that tour too, okay. Eric. One, and they had a band that opened for him called uh, Stimulator. And it was cool, man. It was a band that this guy, this guitar player, basically produced the whole album himself and had a female singer. And suddenly they're, they get a call. Hey, we need want to go on tour with Duran Duran. They're like, I guess we better. I guess we're still a band. <laughs> I guess we're not. That's breaking cool. up. And he, you know, they took off and went on the road. They had these. If you remember, I want to say it was Macy's. Maybe they had a cover of Olivia Newton John's magic oh yeah that was really yes. good and right. um but they were fantastic I, I got their debut album it was it was nifty it one funny thing though man during duran duran set you know they do the thing where they're introducing everybody mm -hmm. and simon lebon he's kind of up his own but he's oh, a lead yeah. singer in a band what are you gonna right. do you know that's i think that's just kind of par for the course well he doesn't introduce himself he pulls the hottest chick he sees in the front row up on stage <laughs> to introduce smaller. him right move, yeah. she has no idea what his name is no she's like 23 years old drunk. oh that's and he's like tell him who i am and she's like <laughs> dude it was pretty great man I that's was, awesome i was so happy right there. that's really that's really cool <laughs> they ran it for a good i would say like eight nine years they were on top of everything i mean i had a seventh and the ragged tiger poster on my mm -hmm. wall they had a live movie called Arena, and they had a CD, uh, well, back then, cassette and record called Arena. I recorded that on my boombox right next to the television on HBO. Oh, yeah. I was a huge fan. Huge fan. And happy that people are acknowledging them as great musicians. And it's so great to hear Eric talk about them like that mm -hmm. because they got shit for so long for being just like this good-looking bunch of guys mm -hmm. that are out there trying to be a boy band. But they really were not that. Oh, not at all, man. They were they were the real deal. They were yeah. a, a rock band and uh, a damn good one. Yeah, they at were that. really good. Cool. Music Minute. Love it. Speaking of music, man, real quick. I know mm -hmm. that, oh, here it comes. Taylor Swift, I bet. You're right. It mm -hmm. is. Her album, Folklore, <laughs> that she released, you know, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. I got to right. tell you, man, I've spent some, you know, longer time with it. And it is super good. If you're not into Taylor Swift or... The, Definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. Check out like some of the key tracks in the thing. It's it's very well done. It's a it shows a lot of talent and uh, it's 
surprisingly, like a lot of people you wouldn't expect to be tweeting about Taylor Swift are tweeting about this album. And uh, it's very, very good. Check it out. The critics love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've heard it's really, really good. Out of touch. Who sings that song? It's in my head. Hall of Notes. Hall of Notes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Underrated band, by the way. They are. Yeah. They I really hate are. There was a period when I did not like them, and it was, oh, I think, I didn't know, like my... them the entire decade of the 80s. And then now I'll go, God damn, they're good. Them. Damn. Did I ever tell you, and I probably did because <laughs> I, I know. story. I've yeah. got like six <laughs> stories, and they just make the rounds. My buddy Tim <laughs> was telling me about this show called Daryl's Place. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about this? Yes, sir. <laughs> and he and didn't he know. No, he had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, that's hollow. It's just <laughs> some guy. God damn, I still think about that. Did you ever hear of of when they had, when the World Series was in Philadelphia, I think in 2008, they were going to have Hall throw out the first pitch because Mm -hmm. he's from Philly, but he couldn't make it because he was sick or something. Mm -hmm. So they brought Oates in instead and they booed the shit out of him. (laughs) Typical Philadelphia, dude. Philly Philly (laughs) boos everybody. I threw batteries at him. Yeah. We want both of you or none of you. (laughs) <laughs> fuck oats oh that's fuck messed oats. up dude. Fuck uh, he had a champion of a mustache though that oats mm-hmm. they're touring well, before COVID they were like going to play at the forum I looked up tickets it was like 200 bucks I said I don't want to see that much <laughs> fuck 200 bucks it's always funny Raj, Raj did you say yourself. I can't go for that oh. no. <laughs> then I said no can do, no can do. <laughs> <laughs> nice and there's this chick Sarah in the back Oh, smiling, nice. smiling for but me. But that Sarah is a man eater, dude. I don't like her <laughs> at all. At all. She's a rich girl. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Uh... In a world where podcasts are afraid to take on shitty content, rides five microphone heroes to save the day and bring you the worst trailers in history. This is Trailer Trashed. So our trailer trash today is a film that you probably will recognize a lot of actors and actresses in. It's called Transylvania 5,625. Transylvania 65,000. There it is. 65,000. I think that's how much money it made. 65. This movie was great. I'm just going to tell you. I've seen it. You've seen this. You've seen this movie. Yes. Okay. I've, I've heard of it. I know people who love it. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's watch the trailer and let's see if the trailer also is great. Which I don't think it is, but let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Norman Lear? Hey, is that Goldblum? Fuck, that's yep. Goldblum. And Michael Richards. Yeah. awaits <laughs> them. She's a great actress too. She's cool. Who's the blonde dude? It's uh, Ed Bagley Jr. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're bang. Terribly sorry, we thought you were an animal. He is. Now they're discovering the truth. Did you see Dracula? Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. That's Michael Richards. Yeah. Yep. Shut up, you lowlife. I am low. I'm lower. There's some big actresses and actors in this film. Did you want to hurt me? Hurt you? No. Gina Davis. Look at Gina Davis. Man, that suit coat's working out. (laughs) Chewbacca? Teen Wolf. That Chewbacca. Chewbacca. That, oh, Teen Wolf. Oh! But could not destroy. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? 
good. Everything hurts. Jeff Goldblum. Ed Begley Jr. Hi, ladies. Joseph Bologna. And Gina Davis. Tell me you want me to. For a good time, call Transylvania 6 5000. It's good, huh? It's good. Yeah, man. It was actually a pretty funny movie. Was it really? Yeah. So you've seen it, Eric. It's yes. like a it's kind of like a like the young Frankenstein type of feel. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, I'd say that. Yeah. A little Mel Brooks-ish. Yeah. So it wasn't trailer trashed. I guess I guess yeah. this yeah. was gold. Maybe this was good. Trailer treasure. Trailer treasure. Not many of those. No, this might be the only one. This one, and I think mm-hmm. Turbo had one really good, a nice one, like a good one. The stunt, stunt man? St- yeah, yeah stunt it? rock. Stunt rock. Stunt rock was pretty good. Yeah, the, yeah, the band in that thing was awesome. <laughs> it really was. It's time for Booze Bits. Ooh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> a new segment. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Something else that we haven't talked about. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans will star in The Rooster Brothers, The Gray Man for Netflix. Oh. No no time frame on which is coming out because nothing has a time frame as of right now. Mm-hmm. But just that's that's what we have. Uh, the, the film has a $200 million plus budget. What? And, and the goal is to launch a James Bond level franchise. Oh, wow. Uh, the quote, I don't know who it's from, whether it's from Chris Evans or... or uh, Gosling, I don't know which one. For those who are probably Chris Evans, for those who were fans of the Winter Soldier, this is us moving into that territory in a real world setting. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. So, that, I like it. I thought that was pretty cool. The Game of Thrones prequel series, House of Dragons. Yeah. What's going on with that? Has begun casting. Oh, this, shit. This, this was about a couple weeks ago. So, they've already begun casting, looking at people. Season one will have 10 episodes, and the series will probably include the Targaryen Civil War, Dance of Dragons. Damn. So people were really, really into the the books and stuff of the real lore of uh, Game of Thrones will know mm-hmm. yeah. all of that. Yeah. So that's very cool. So that's already moving forward Fantastic. with HBO. And that's from Entertainment Weekly. Right. And you're getting some hardcore trades here. Yeah. All the reporter Entertainment Weekly. You're right. not fucking around. You're not doing cinema blend collider like I do. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking slash film. <laughs> we we cover this or we got this covered. We got or this covered. Yeah. We got this covered. Oh, God. Good job. And then. Uh, speaking of reboots and remakes, there's a Mortal Kombat reboot, I guess, mm, if you yeah. want to be technical. Uh, Mortal Kombat star Louis, Louis Tan says, they did not hold back on the fatalities in the rated R film. There was some days on set I felt sick. Oh, shit. So, that oh was, my God. That was something there's that gonna caught. going to be some blood. Yeah, that's something that caught. Here. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. caught my eye. Yeah. And I was, was like, like, hell yeah. You want to see the spine grab? Oh, right, fuck yeah. Sub-Zero wins flawless victory fatality. I, I, I want the guy still fucking moving and be like, oh my God, my head is out of my fucking uh, body. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, that, that reboot is set for release in 2021. Hopefully mm-hmm. that still stays. Yeah, with COVID. Yes. So yeah, so that's all up in the air and I don't have the source. Did you guys see the, the Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds playing around on Twitter uh, about Hawkman being in Black Adam? Oh, Ooh. no, no, I did not see that. I, I, it just... Look like a fun, I think they were like joking around. Like a little around. bantering? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds tweeted something like, I'm not playing Hawkman in Black Adam and something, something else. And then The Rock down the thread is like, you are playing Hawkman in my movie. Well, I saw him going after uh, Zack okay. Snyder and joking around with him saying, I want Green Lantern in the oh, Snyder Oh, that's cut. right. Yeah. yeah, he's just messing around. Yeah, he's messing yeah, around that's everybody. pretty cool. It's very cool. And I know for all you DC fans, especially the whim, you're really excited about the fandom that's happening on the 22nd of August. And it looks pretty damn cool. 
even if you're not a DC fan, if you're into pop culture and into entertainment, it looks like they're going to have 100 hours of original programming spread across the entire schedule, which begins at 10 a.m. on Saturday the 22nd, like I said. And there's going to be panels. There's going to be A-list actors, The Rock, Gal Gadot, all of everybody who's going to be involved in any DC film for the next like 10 years. They're going to all be there. And we're not going to be able to talk about it because obviously we're recording this episode before it comes out. But when we get back, we'll definitely have all the news and all the rumors, info, and all the crazy happenings from fandom straight to your ears. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode number 211. We really appreciate you guys staying and listening from the beginning to the end. I hope you stayed. Mr. Tom Chatsky, the blue-haired haven. Where can people find you? Watching those Disney investor calls. Other than that, on Twitter <laughs> at Tom Chansky and for Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. Get all those Patreons. Trust me, we're going to do a Patreon by the end of September. The Sithless will have a Patreon. I put it out there. I did the Michael Jordan thing. We will win game six. Mr. Struthers, where can people find you? Well, you know, probably sitting on my couch playing a bunch of Xbox, telling the kids to be quiet, but that's boring. So just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers, and I can tell you all about playing Xbox and listening to Taylor Swift and maybe my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. Fantastic. Mr. Carlos Borgwell, where can people find you at a fuzzy place? Well, it won't be fuzzy, but uh, you can find me on, <laughs> on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Mr. Gonzalez, has anybody hit you up on your Xbox? No. No. That's fine. Well, let them know your name again. It's, it's Cruising Caddy 78, C A D D I. Ah, that's what it was. You didn't yeah. spell it last time. Can you let them know where they can find you on C R U Z N C A D D Y. I mean, I, I, 78. Oh, yeah. Where can people find you on Twitter? You just told them where they can find me at Less Than More 78. I told him that. Yeah, you said on Twitter. <sighs> and you can find me at The Sith List. Check us out next week on episode number 212 of The Sith List. Shadow
Can't have sex. If drinking scotch was a full-time job, your dad would be a millionaire. Kenny! Kenny, I said, if drinking scotch was a full-time job, your dad would be a millionaire. God damn, what a great show that was.